Praise the Lord. Intercession. Intercession is petitions that has gone up to God for others as well as yourself. Because if you can't pray for yourself, you sure can't pray for somebody else. Amen. And for your prayers to be effective, your relationship with God has to be intact. In order for God to listen to what you've got to say. And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of reminded of all those that prayed for others to God. What they did first was made sure they repented unto God for their mistakes. In order for God to pay attention to the prayer that they were sending up. Amen. It's kind of hard for us to get an effective prayer through for somebody else if our life is all screwed up. Come on, somebody. We, we, we have a tendency of love to pray for others, but we leave ourselves uncovered. Come on now. Because of the fact is that we don't want to accept or acknowledge the fact that we ain't all together ourselves. Huh? Paul said that it's tough when I preach to others and then myself become a castaway. In other words, I pray for you to get in and I get lost. Amen. So, the fact of the matter is that when Christ interceded for us, that he always set the example because of the fact is that he was tempted on all points, but without sin. So, that's what made him a high priest of our salvation. Amen. That he was always praying for the believers to make it in. Even when you not praying for yourself, he still was praying for you. If you looked in the passage scriptures in the book of John, you would see even though he had his disciples with him, yet he still felt the need to pray for them. He even told me, he said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine. And we, we, we got to understand that the saints of God are not themselves, but they belong to God. When you become a saint of God, you no longer belong to yourself, but you belong to God. Because why you surrender yourself to God to move you from death to life. Amen. Then Jesus said, and all mine are thine. Everything that you gave me, Lord, which is mine, is also yours. And he said, and, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. So here Jesus is 
praying to the Father that he wanted the disciples or the apostles, which are later on called apostles, to be glorified in his work. And the thing the problem is that we got to understand the intercession is not for somebody always to uh, 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 achieve or, or just get well or just come out of sickness. But it also the main ingredients of intercession is, is for somebody to be saved. The main ingredients is, is for somebody to glorify God for the work that God is doing. And now he said, I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep them through thy own name, those who thou hast given me. So now intercession prayer is not for everybody. Come on, somebody. Intercession prayer is was designed for the believer. Because guess what? I cannot intercede for you if you don't believe. Huh? I can't tell God nothing about you if you don't want God. I cannot intercede for somebody that do not want God for God to respond. Amen? So, it says that uh, through thy own name, those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. So the fact of the matter is, intercession prayer is to draw you into oneness with God. Amen. And, 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 and if you notice that he told Peter, that, that even when he was talking to Peter, and uh, he let Peter know, he said, although he had gave Peter revelation that... Uh, the Spirit of God told you who I am. He said, but don't get it mixed, messed up, Peter. He said, because I had to pray for you because the devil desired you and to sift you as wheat. So I prayed for you. I interceded for you. Why did he intercede? Because Peter was a believer. Peter was a follower of Jesus Christ. So he was letting Peter know, anybody that's following me, I have no intentions on losing them. I have no intentions on leaving them alone, but I am going to be with them to the end. Amen. So here you got to understand that Jesus, there was a past that he even told the Father, I don't pray for the, the world. I don't pray that you bring them out of the world. Huh? But I pray that you keep them from the hand of the enemy. Come on, somebody. So guess what? Your intercessory prayer ought to be going up all the time for the saints of God. We ought to have a time that where when we are praying that we also include the household of faith. Because somewhere down the line, you get weak. Somewhere down the line, 
I get weak. And if the strong is not interceding for the household of faith, you are also letting your God down. Amen. Amen. So there's always a need for prayer. But not just any prayer. Because you know why? Your prayer supposed to be with power. You supposed to have power in your prayer that will knock on God's door. That God will come down and intercede behind the prayer that you sent up. Amen. Well, the Bible tells us that Elijah was a man like we were. But he prayed honestly that it rained not. And the heavens were shut up for three and a half years. Huh? And then he prayed that God bring forth rain. And it came in the abundance. So that what you're saying. That tells me that God will listen to you. If you are praying honestly with God. If we... Get our life in line with the word of God. Here it is. We got to get our life in line with the word of God in order for God to honor the word of God that we call on. Come on, somebody. So, see, we just can't pick out the word of God and uh, use it as a tool to get God's attention. The word of God is not what get his attention. Our life is what get his attention. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Amen. So when we look at the intercession of Christ, if we uh, looked over in uh, the book of Hebrews in, in uh, I believe it was chapter 2, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 2 in the verse was 17 says, Wherefore, in all things, it behooves him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in, in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to, to scorn them that are tempted. So he is able to bring you out of your situations, huh? Because he was he was tempted on all points. But he is a merciful and a faithful God. If God said he'll keep you, guess what? God will keep you if you want to be kept. Amen. It was Christ that made intercessions. For your reconciliation back to God. So therefore everything that we are is not for ourselves, but for the glory of God. And if you was over there in Hebrews 4 and verse 14. It says that uh, seeing that we have not just a high priest but a great high priest. That has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. So guess what? If Jesus interceded for us, he left us to be able to do the same thing. 
He didn't do anything that he did not design for us to be able to do. Huh? He designed for us to be able to lay hands on the sick and cause them to be healed. He did it and he left it for you to do. So if he had a prayer of intercession for us and others, he left us with a prayer of intercession for others. Come on, somebody. So then he said, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but in all points tempted like we are, but without sin. So guess what? That means that his prayer, his intercessory prayer, prayer was effective. Huh? And the problem is, is we got to get to the point that where our intercessory prayer is effective. And if you notice how that his intercessory prayer was effective, because he was without sin. Amen. So if we want to get God's attention, if we want to get be effective in the kingdom of God, we got to get out of the sin factor. So he said, so therefore, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So guess what? It is God that's going to do the supplying. You got to give up with the, you got to come with the faith. Come boldly meaning you got to believe in what you coming for. You got to believe, you got to have the faith that you need to approach God. You don't approach God with doubt. You don't approach God with unbelief. You got to approach God. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come on, somebody. You don't come boldly with nothing that you don't believe. Amen. When you come down to a saint of God, when you come down to a saint of God, I believe God can bring a saint of God out of anything they go through. Come on now. And guess what? If you praying for that saint of God, you got to believe that God can bring them out. We can't choose how he bring them out as long as he bring them out. Because the main fact is, the fact is that a soul is, is hanging in the balance. Amen. Not the flesh, but the soul. So he said, if we come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy, and we will find grace to help in the time of need. He said, you will find that grace to help in the time of need. Amen. So, Jesus still is our great high priest. You, 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 can't get, you can't get nothing without going to the high priest. And if you go to the high priest with faith, guess what? You can get some prayers answered. We go to the high priest with, with faith, we can cause some things to happen right in the city of Little Rock. We can cause some things to happen in the state of Arkansas. We can cause some things to happen in the, in, in the nation of the United States of America. Because of the, it ain't about us, it's about the power of God. It's about the power of God and God finding somebody that can pray to him earnestly. Elijah was one man huh, in the nation of Israel. Boy, but he caused some stuff to happen. 
Come on, somebody. Shut up the heavens and everybody starts starving. Huh? Amen. So he had an audience with God. Come on now. So when you pray for folks, pray believing. Come on, somebody. But before you pray for somebody, put yourself on the altar. Amen. You want to get everything out of the way that your prayer is not hindered. See, the thing about it is we can't, we can't go to the side door or the back door with God. We got to come up front with him. Amen. When you look at uh, Hebrews 7 and 25, it says, Wherefore, he is able to save them to the othermost. Not just save. He's able to save you to the othermost. He's able to save you to eternity. Amen. Them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. By who? By Jesus Christ. Amen. Seeing that he ever liveth to make what? Intercessions for them. Jesus is always interceding for the church. And you are the church. Come on now. You wonder sometimes how you are growing and maintaining and not falling apart. It's because Christ is interceding for you. Because you know what? The devil wants you to fail and fall on every hand. But because Jesus is interceding for you, because of your faith in him, come on now, his faith never fails. Amen. And see, the, the, the devil don't want us to believe what the word of God said. He don't want us to believe that the word of God is talking about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. If he is the Savior of the world, he can save you. Amen. Huh? And he also said that he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. That's interceding for you. Amen. So don't get it twisted. Don't let the devil get you all out of sort. Amen. We all going to go through some things. But the fact of the matter is, if Jesus said, I will be with you always, that's just what he means. Amen. If you even look back at the Hebrew boys, his presence in, in the uh, fiery furnace was, was interceding for the three Hebrew boys. He didn't leave them alone. If you look at Daniel in the lion's den, his presence was interceding for Daniel that the lions looked at him and said, no, I can't touch him. Prayers is going up for this man. Huh? I can't, as home as I am, I can't eat him. Amen. He got all kind of angels guarding around him. I can't touch him. Amen. But when he got ready, when they throw the, the, 
the, the uh, up and then down there to them, they said dinner is coming. They start eating on them before they hit the ground. So look at what God does for you during his intercession. Because you know what? Whether or not you believe it or not, if God, if, if Christ was not interceding for us, uh, most of us would be dead right now. Did y'all hear me? You'd be sleeping in your grave right now if he wasn't interceding. If he didn't have a purpose for you, you and I would be sleeping right now. Christ was interceding for you before you even knew him. Because he knew that he was going to have you for such a time as this. So you was a setup, baby. He set you up to be saved. He let you ran your course while he was praying for you. And when your course came to an end that you had no other place to run, you had to run to him. Come on, somebody. Ah, it's amazing how God thought about us before we thought about him. But when we came to the knowledge of the fact that he was thinking about us, we ought to have been shouting glory. Huh? We ought to be saying, God, I'm glad that you had your hand on my life. I'm glad that you decided to keep me, God. Come on now. Because if you was kept, it was because he kept you. Huh? If you was kept, it's because he entreated on your behalf. Amen. When we were the fool, he entreated on our behalf. Come on now. Wow. Sometimes you would need somebody to pray for you. Huh? Because guess what? We all, we, 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 we ain't always up on top of the mountain. Sometimes we got some valley days. And when you got some valid days and you, and you can't seem to uh, 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 get a prayer through, somebody ought to be calling on your behalf. Yeah. When you know one or the other in the, uh, in, the, in the family tree of God is down in the valid day, you ought to be sending up some prayer. Yeah. You maybe think, maybe that's not why we have not been uh, more effective as we should be. Is because we're still in that same old box of thinking about ourselves. You know, if it ain't about my house, it's really not important. But the house of God should be most important in all of our life. And for the house of God to be most important in all our life, that means all the saints of God is important. Amen. And when we pray for one another, when we intercede for one another, we show God that, guess what? He's pattering after, the, after my love. Yes. Amen. Huh? Yes. Amen. And we're supposed to be showing God the pattern of being patterned after his love. Yes. Amen. Because he loved us yes. when we were unlovable. Yes. God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only begotten. He didn't give it before they loved, but after they loved him, he gave him before they loved him. Did y'all hear that one? He gave his son before you loved him. Amen. You can typify God took a gamble on you. Huh? Come on now. He took a chance on you that you would not turn back once he showed you his love. Wow. Think about that. Many folks don't take chances on that. Huh? Come on now. A lot of folks will tell you, you're high risk. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I, hey, I, I, done, I done had some folks in life that when you, uh, when you, when you especially money, you loan some money, you just want to say, baby, this is a gift. Because I know it ain't coming back. Huh? Come on now. But God gave the greatest gift. He gave his life. Huh? Amen. When you look at interceding for all men, uh, there comes a time that everyone is going to need a prayer. Some get downhearted and don't have strength to lift themselves up. Huh? The problem is, when the saints of God get to the point that when one is down, you don't put your foot on them to keep them down. Huh? You, you get your foot up off of folks and don't, don't get your foot up off folks' neck. I need to breathe. Huh? Help me to breathe. Come on, somebody. Help me to get up by telling God I'm down here needing some help. Amen. Amen. But I think the saints are losing the idea or losing the mindset that it's just not all about us. It's not all about your house. It's about everybody's house that is calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. So sometimes we have to step in for others. Come on now. To see the glory of God working in that. Look here. If you know that a person is down and out and you interceding for that person for God, when you see that person coming back, you seeing the glory of God at work. Amen. And, and, and you ought to get so much gratification out of it that the glory of God is working on the person that was down and out that you thought that wasn't going to come back or was having a hard time getting back, but you see the glory of God working on them, and then you can constantly say, I know now that prayer works. Amen. Amen. Show you the power of prayer. When Peter was in prison, down in the lower part of the dungeon, strapped down with, with four soldiers, 
Four soldiers that was he was strapped down to. Four soldiers that was at the gate of the dungeon. Four soldiers that was up at the entrance going out. And the church hmm, was praying. Huh? Nowadays, if the man of God got in trouble, Lord have mercy. Huh? Prayers wouldn't be going up, but a whole lot of talk would. Huh? They was in one place praying for Peter. They prayed continuously for Peter. And during the hour of their prayer, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord went down in the dungeon, knocked the chains off Peter. They fell off. Come on, somebody. He smacked Peter on the side and told him to put on your sandals. Let's go. Lord, have mercy. To the point that when they got ready to leave out, the gates flew open on their own accord. One flow, second flow, third flow. And then here they going out of the gates of the city. It flew open. It was going, it was so miraculous that Peter thought he was dreaming. Come on now. So here is the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous and it prevailed much because it caused the power of God to move. Ah, the prayer was so powerful to the move of God that even Rhoda, when he was knocking at the door, Rhoda peeped out the door and saw Peter and she ran. She didn't even open the door. She just ran back and started telling everybody, hey, 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 everybody praying. Peter at the door. Almost to say, y'all can stop praying. Peter at the door. Say, girl, you crazy. You must have seen a ghost. You got to believe what you pray for. Huh? <laughs> Amen. So, never doubt. Main thing, never doubt what God can do. Huh? Never doubt what God could do. And guess what? Never put doubt on your prayer. Because anywhere in there, when you place it with doubt, you stop the progress. Huh? You put a stop to your own prayer when God see the doubt in your heart. You just want to get up off your knees. You need to get up off your knees and then get right back down on your knees and repent. Come on, somebody. So, when you look at uh, the book of Timothy, First Timothy in the second chapter, I heard a preacher on messenger using this same very passage scripture. And he said, I exhort therefore 
that first all supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, here is your supplications, your requests in your prayers and your intercession. That means you ain't just telling God about yourself. You telling God about somebody else. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you telling God it's a whole lot of folks need your help. Huh? And God, I'm giving you thanks for sending us help. Wow. That means that this man praying was being prayed by faith. Because in his supplication and in his prayer and intercession, he turned around and said, I'm giving God thanks. You got to pray for kings. Come on now. And for all that are in authority. See, we got to pray that God move in the high places and call the shots. Because guess what? Our peace depends on it. That we may live a quiet and peaceable life. Wow. We should have been sending up more prayers about the past official we had. Huh? Might not have been more, might not have been, might would have been less hell raised in, 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 in the United States. If we'd have sent up more prayers for him instead of against him, then maybe God would have changed his mind. Even though, regardless of how big of a devil somebody can be, God still want them saved. If they don't be saved, God wants to be on their account while they're not saved. Amen. Amen. Said so that we may live a peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. We got to live a godly life. We got to intercede for God that we be able to live a godly life. That we can be a peaceful in a peaceful place or a peaceful nation. So, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, I say, you mean to tell me it's good for you to pray for the kings? It's good for you to pray for those that are in authority? Come on now. What, what you talking about? We ought to be praying for mayors. We ought to be praying for police chiefs. Come on, somebody. We ought to be praying for governors, senators. Come on. Amen. Because why? Because they are the ones that are in control of everything that's concerning our economics, our life, our money. Come on now. Housing. Amen. The bettering of the cities. So, when we get God to intervene through our prayer, you know, you, it is the saints, it is the job of the church to get God to intervene in the things that go on in the world. 
It is not God's will to just let Satan have total rule. Amen. Amen. That's why he gave us, that's why when he said, uh, for total disciples, said when he went back, he said, don't, don't, don't be concerned about uh, when the end time come. You just go into Jerusalem and wait till you be endured with power from on high. He gave the church power to get things done. He gave the church power to change things. The church has just got to work. Hello, somebody. Fourth verse said, who would have all men to be saved? He would have all men to be saved? It is, look, look. It is not God that wants anybody to go to hell. God don't want not one soul to go to hell. Any soul that go to hell is the one that choose to go. Amen. God said that he would have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. To come to the knowledge of the truth is to know God. Amen. That's what God's will is. God's will is for every man to know him. Amen. Show you what happened in interceding for all men over in 2 Chronicle. I think it's, it's I think it's something that, that, that we didn't really look close enough at in that book. Second uh, Chronicle chapter 7. Am I right? Let's look at it a little bit closer. I'm not going to start at the 14th because that's getting off into the middle of it. But we need to see from the start of it. <coughs> Verse 11. When God appeared to Solomon. Now here you got to understand Solomon is interceding for the people. That God placed him over. The pastor intercedes a lot of time on our behalf, and we don't know, nor do we understand. Amen. Listen what God and Solomon uh, was doing. The verse says, verse 11 says, Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all that came in Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he prosperously effected. Now, Solomon first did for the house of God. Huh? Did he not? And because he first put God's house first, he was prosperous in his own house. Am I right? Verse 12 says, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. Now, because this man had a relationship with God and he finished God's house first, God appeared to this man and he said to him, I have heard thy prayer and have chose this place to myself a house for a house of sacrifice. The main thing about that is God told him, I heard you. You got to make God hear you. Huh? 
you got to do the things that will cause God to listen to you. Hearing you and listen to you is two different things. God hears a lot of folks rattling off. But do he listen to them? Wow. Wow. And listen me, they got God's attention. Huh? So you don't want to just throw up a whole bunch of words that's calling yourself praying, but not getting God's attention. Did that make sense? So Solomon got God's attention. Am I right? And he told him, said, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the if I make all these disasters happen, huh? If I don't send no rain, you know if he shut up the heaven and don't send no rain, ain't gonna be no crops, ain't gonna be no drinking water, huh? Ain't going to be no bath water. Some of them don't care about that in no way. He said, then if I send the locusts to devour your crops, then there's no food. If I send pestilence among the people, if I send sickness, if I send plagues, huh? He said, now look at what he said. Now, Solomon was praying to God. Now, this is God's answer back to Solomon. So then he said, but Solomon, if my people, which are called by my name, should humble themselves and pray. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You the one that's got to humble yourself. You can't be looking for the other folks that God that needs the prayer to humble himself, you got to humble yourself to get the prayer through. Did y'all hear that one? If my people, not the world, but my people, which are called by my name, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you belong to. Come on, somebody. Shall humble themselves Bring yourself down. Huh? Don't go to God like you all right. Don't go to God like you got it all together. Don't go to God like you don't need God to help you. Huh? Because, you know, here Solomon is, he interceded for the nation of Israel. Then he said, uh, if they would humble themselves and pray. Oh. You remember what I told you. Now, God hears, right? But you got to get God to listen. <laughs> he hears a whole lot of rattling going on in the world. He hears every rattling prayer to come up to him, but he don't answer every one of them. Huh? He answered them that has humbled themselves to him. Huh? And then he said, and seek my face. You're going to seek the face of God. You got to do some laboring. 
Come on now. You got to do some laboring and you got to do some waiting. And those are both, both of the two things that we don't like doing. Amen. You got to labor before God. You got to wait on God to bring forth the answer that he desires to give you. Might not be what you want to hear. But whatever God says, it'll do you some good. Come on, somebody. And guess what? God is not one that has answers for instamatic prayers. Come on, somebody. You got to pray to God by faith. Huh? You got to wait on God by faith. Amen. Uh, 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 apparently, even with what Solomon was praying to God about, it's evident that the nation of Israel must have been going through a crisis. So he told him, tell him to seek my face and turn from their wicked way. Ain't no point in you expecting to get answer from God if you ain't trying to change you. If you ain't trying to change you, no answer is coming. Come on, somebody. I was talking to one of my neighbors this morning. We were talking about church. And the word repentance came up. And I told him, I said, they look at the word repentance as a dirty word. But the word of repentance is stronger than time. Gain ain't got nothing on it. Huh? It will wash you white as snow. The only thing that'll make the word repentance dirty is the sin that washes off of you. Come on, somebody. Amen. So I told him, you know, I said, uh, that word, repentance, is the only thing that'll get you in the right relationship with God. I didn't know that he had even, uh, before he came to the city of Little Rock, that had even uh, attended to an apostolic church. Sometimes you never know where people came from, and God set them up. I don't know if he set him up this morning, but we'll find out. Then he wanted to know what church I was going to. So I gave him that information so that if he decided that he wanted to, you know, you know what I mean. So then you got to turn from your wicked ways. God said, then I will hear from heaven. He wasn't telling Solomon. He was telling Solomon to tell the people. So when the pastor is telling you what God said for you to do, guess what? God is telling you for your benefit. God is telling us that in order for us to get in the right relationship with him because the pastor, he has sent pastor a word of intercession on our behalf. Because you know why? Because what we were doing kept God, he heard us, but it kept God from listening. It's one thing for God to hear. It's another thing for God to listen. Oh, God didn't listen.
listen to the, to the nation of Israel in the wilderness. He listened to Moses. But he heard all the grumbling and the complaints that the people were saying. So he heard them, but he was not listening. No. You got to get to the point. You can get God to listen to you. Huh? Amen. We ain't getting God to listen. Huh? The more God got to damn what you are saying and what you are asking of him. And he got to see what your heart is saying. Amen. Come on, somebody. How do you think that when some was interceding for some others, they was calling them to be pulled out of the fire? Amen. The church is the one that ought to be pulling folks out of the fire. So that means that the church got to get out of the fire and get to a place of intercession. Huh? Causing folks that don't know God to know God. Causing God to give an attention even in the neighborhood. Amen. We got we got power of intercession that we don't even use. Because you know why? Because we are not doing according to the will of God. The will of God said he God said his will is that all men be saved. Amen. Not by your picking, but by God's choice. Amen. So he said, then he would hear from heaven. You got to get God to hear. And then I will forgive their sins. And then I will heal their land. It's a course that you got to go through. And you got to follow the protocol that God has set up for you to get answers from him. He ain't just answering just to answer. You got to go through the protocol. You got to get rid of some stuff. You got to cause God to pay attention to what you are saying. And then he said, now my eyes shall be open and my ears attended unto the prayers that is made in this place. So guess what? God ain't answering sleeping prayers. You praying 15 minutes and snowing 30. Huh? God ain't answering prayers behind a whole lot of hollering either. Huh? God is answering prayers behind a whole lot of sincerity. God is answering prayers behind a whole lot of truthful repentance. That the power of God can fall. We got to get the power of God to fall. Come on now. We got to see the manifestation of the power of God in the house of God. Amen. That's all I got.
don't know if the pastor got anything. Amen, amen. Let's take up the Sunday school offering. Yeah, better turn that unit on over there. Amen. 